George Pickens isn't without his flaws. He's got them. But he's also got to be your number one option when it comes to throwing downfield. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. We're only a couple weeks away from the opening of training camp in Latrobe. There are a lot of question marks entering this camp, maybe more than most will realize. And not all of them are personnel-based. Not all of them are who's going to beat this guy out for that position. In fact, in my experience of covering these things, the more compelling changes or storylines that will occur have to do with player usage as opposed to player deployment. And I'm going to put one item way at the top of the list when it comes to player usage. And that's going to be how often and how aggressively the Steelers will throw the ball to Pickens. For those of you who've never been out to St. Vincent College for a camp, one of the few things that you can get a really, really good beat on out there is the deep ball, is the intermediate ball. The coverage isn't as intensive. The physicality isn't as intensive. And look, Mike Tomlin can urge it all he wants. It's just not the same thing as a real football game. But, but, throwing, catching, that sort of thing, that very much plays out in front of you. And that's where I hope to see this start. I'm going to read some numbers for you today. This was tracked by Pro Football Focus. These were deep targets thrown between Pickens and Deontay Johnson in the 2022 season. Now, stay with me on this. It's worth it. A deep target is anything in which the ball travels through the air 20-plus yards. And yeah, I know the Steelers didn't do a lot of these in general last season. George Pickens was targeted 30 times on balls that traveled 20-plus yards in the air. On those targets, the quarterbacks, that's plural, that means anybody at all throwing a football, had a QB rating of 131.9, which is really, really good, okay? When it was Deontay, he had 25 targets, so five fewer, only five fewer than Pickens, the quarterbacks had a rating of 7.7. You didn't hear me incorrectly there. It's a 7.7 versus a 131.9. And yet they were targeted almost the same amount of times. If you think that's being a little too selective, let's take it down to medium targets. That means anything that's in the 10 to 19 range. Intermediate is actually the term that's more commonly associated with these passes. 10 to 19 yards, right? Pickens was targeted 24 times in this range. Quarterbacks had an 89.2 passer rating when he was. Deontay was targeted 38 times in this range, 14 more times than Pickens. And quarterbacks had a 58.7 rating basically 30 points lower. What am I missing here? 
Really? Tell me what's the disconnect in this equation. As I mentioned at the very beginning here, Pickens isn't the perfect receiver. He's certainly not the most experienced. He's entering his year two NFL season. I think it's fair to give him the benefit of having a year two. And among the criticisms that are there, that have some substance to them, by the way, that aren't just, you know, off the top of somebody's head, is that he's not necessarily a great route running wide receiver. He's not great at creating separation. He's not nearly as good in tighter areas as he is further down the field. And to bring Deontay back into this, Deontay is almost universally accepted as one of the top three route runners in the game. Not on the team, in the game. So there are points that can be made in favor of making sure that you keep Deontay involved in some capacities. But this idea that Deontay should ever be your deep option, or certainly to have it be commensurate with how often you utilize Pickens as a deep option is nuts, is nuts. And it's one of the many reasons that people called Matt Canada into question last season. That's his call way more than anyone else's. Sure, the quarterback can scan the field. The quarterback's the one ultimately that has to release the ball. And if they see Deontay and trust Deontay on a regular basis because Deontay's always open, they'll fear the interception less. But they've got to get over this, all of them. Whether that means Canada, whether that means Kenny Pickett, whether that means Mike Tomlin, they've got to get over it. They've got themselves a weapon, a verifiable, data-supported weapon in George Pickens. This is a team that does not generate much splash offensively, to put it very kindly. George has to be the main portion of any splash that they generate just because he is that guy. If you can break one with Deontay, wonderful. If you can break one with Allen Robinson, awesome. If you can find ways to get Calvin Austin integrated into this and he runs for open grass, so much the better. But when you're throwing the ball downfield, it's got to be George first and foremost. If you don't believe me, believe the numbers. When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and They've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG.
Officer Michael, and it just happens to be on a related subject. DK, I'm curious if it's worth looking into for one of your podcasts. Did George Pickens' usage change, meaning him running so many go routes when Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback? I'm just wondering if Matt Canada was trying to simplify things for Kenny Pickett. Hard to know if the go routes were because Pickens was limited, because Kenny was limited, Canada was limited. (laughs) I like that one. Had to throw that in, right? Didn't you? (laughs) Well, here's what I've got. The go routes were in place for Pickens throughout. To my knowledge, and in looking at the various breakdowns of this sort of thing, the go routes never really stopped. They didn't fluctuate in one direction or the other, depending on who the quarterback was. But To reemphasize something that I glanced at in the opening segment, a lot of this is on the quarterback. Uh, I mentioned Matt Canada first, but I mentioned Kenny Pickett second. The ball still has to come out of your hand. And as I think we can all agree, Trubisky is a lot more likely to release that ball than Kenny was. Kenny had reached the point, and this was very early in his starting tenure, where not the number one priority, but the only priority had become to cut down on those interceptions. Because if he didn't, he wasn't going to stay a starter. Plain and simple. If he was going to just keep throwing the ball to the other team, he was going to get benched. So that ended up being a combination of Kenny throwing the ball into the 12th throw when he didn't see anything, but it also resulted, and I don't think anybody can dispute this, and Kenny being a lot more selective about where he threw. Think about Ben Roethlisberger's final season, a lot like that. Canada was the coordinator when Trubisky started too, and yet Trubisky was taking a lot more risks. Now, one can argue, you know, derisively that this is the reason that Trubisky isn't and hasn't really entrenched himself as an NFL starter over the course of his career, despite having all the physical tools and everything else, is that he maybe, maybe just believes in his arm and his ability too much that he thinks he can get the ball in anywhere in any situation and doesn't necessarily worry enough about the repercussions if he doesn't. So the answer to the actual question that you asked is no, I I don't believe that Pickens' routes were adjusted. I just believe that Pickens was more active because he probably thought he had a better chance of getting the ball, which he did, but also that you just have a quarterback that just really operates without fear in Trubisky. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 